Hello everybody, co-host Doug here, and thanks again to everyone who has been listening, reviewing, and subscribing to No Meat Athlete Radio in iTunes. It has a massive impact on our rankings, and we really appreciate your help. The support has not gone unnoticed. Today's five-star shout-outs go out to Mala210, The 7777, Jillian Rolfs, Swedish Husker, Hannah McNeely, and Big Dirty Foot. Thanks for the support, and we're glad you're enjoying the show. We'll get back to taking listener questions soon, but as a reminder, we love getting voicemails on the No Meat Athlete Radio hotline. Call 951-NO-MEAT-1, that's 951-666-3281, and we'll try to answer and play your question on the air. Also, we're making a few changes to how No Meat Athlete Radio is being hosted, and unfortunately, these changes could cause a few disruptions in your subscription. They'll take place the week of April 1st. If you notice that it's been more than one week between episodes, there's probably an issue. Just unsubscribe to the podcast and resubscribe and everything should fix itself. And finally, this episode of Nomade Athlete Radio is brought to you by the Nomade Athlete Roadmaps. Training manuals, plans, and recipes designed specifically for the plant-based athlete. Since it has to be getting warmer somewhere, we've decided to offer a spring sale just for Nomade Athlete Radio listeners. Get 50% off your purchase of either the 5K, half marathon, marathon, or triathlon roadmaps now through Tuesday, March 17th. Just use promo code RADIO50 at checkout. Guys, no more excuses. Let this spring be the time you tackle your next big goal. That's 50% off any roadmap with promo code RADIO50 now through March 17th. All right, you ready, Matt? One, two, three. Hi, this is Hope. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to me Radio. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 60? I don't know. Yeah, episode 60. <laughs> okay. Of the Nomi Athlete Radio podcast. I'm Matt Frazier with Doug Hay, and we both got some travel coming up this weekend. So that's what we're going to talk about today is travel. Uh, the, the tips that we have, the lessons we've learned about traveling on a plant-based diet. So um, we'll get there in a minute, but... Let's see. First thing I need to talk about is what we're doing. I'm going on the cruise, Holistic Holiday at Sea Vegan Cruise, where I am a special guest, so I should disclose that we are not paying for this. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm not a speaker, which I'm actually really excited about because the I just haven't really been very excited about speaking recently. Um, although I am speaking at in Marshall, at that Marshall Health Fest in, uh, at the end of March. I'll be there if anyone is in that area. Um, but I've kind of been not doing a lot of speaking. I mean, I've, I've had a bunch of offers actually this summer more, or this year more than any other hmm. to do veg fest, but, uh, I've just kind of been not feeling it. I don't know. I just, I just don't really, maybe the book tour kind of killed me, but I just, like, <laughs> I just don't want to leave and, and go away from family and stuff. Right. But anyway, so I'm actually really looking forward to this because it, it has no obligations for me. I think maybe I have to write or I, I, We'll be happy to write a uh, <laughs> blog post about me be uh, the experience on the cruise. I think I'm supposed to do that. I don't really remember, uh, but otherwise, no work. Like just fun. Go. Surely I will do some like networking. You know, get to know people. Sure. Uh, work the room. Work the boat. I guess. Are you doing a a run or anything? I am going to meet people who sign up through my thing through my little uh, coupon link, whatever. It's a handful of people. I don't even know who exactly who, but I, I save their emails. 
and we're going to go on some kind of run, which would be nice. Cool. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to plan on running every day. Otherwise, at the there's like a track at the top of the ship. Yep. As there is on many ships. Uh, so that will be fun. And uh, you know what you should do. What I saw today on Instagram that vegetarian athlete Mike Wardian is on the Spartan cruise right now. Okay. Which says a cruise, I guess, a similar type of idea, and they do a couple of Spartan races, I guess, on on land. Ah, okay. So, um, but he just set the 50k treadmill world record on the cruise. Oh, so that's you should, what I should you do. should go after that. That's for my sure. idea of a vacation. Is Challenge. To do that. Mike Wardian at the 50k right. treadmill world record. <laughs> okay, so I'll do that instead of drinking a thousand beers like I was other planning. Yep, I'm planning. glad. I'm glad I could help out with that. <laughs> okay, so um, so that'll be fun. the The guests this year or the presenters, um, the ones who I'm looking forward to, the ones who I know are um, Esselstyn. You know him, yep. Paul Esselstyn from Forks Over Knives. Uh, his wife, uh, Anne. Mm-hmm. Dr. Campbell, also from Forks Over Knives, China Study author. Yeah, uh, cool. Michael Greger, Neil Bernard from PCRM, Colleen Patrick Goudreau, who was just a podcast guest a couple weeks ago. Awesome. And Robert Cheek, also a podcast guest a few weeks ago. So they will all be there. Um, that's all I'm doing, hanging out with those people, having fun. And Is there a casino on this cruise? Just confirmed that there is. <laughs> awesome. It's essential. I, I was prepared to cancel the whole trip if there wasn't, but it turns out that there is a casino. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, because I, I haven't been to a casino since we went to one like a year ago. You know, the last um, three trips I've done with you, we've hit up. I mean, I guess every trip I've done with you, really, <laughs> we've hit up a casino. I notice a pattern the, on the book tour. Revealed. The book tour, the um, where we went to. Where do we go? Nashville to do some recording stuff, mm-hmm. and then um, and then our trip to the Runners World event. We did some. Oh, we did. You're right. Some casinoing with them. So I didn't realize that. Okay, good. I trust that you'll you'll maybe make more money this time. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what it's about. <laughs> it's not. You know, I actually, my dad sent me when I was like 18. My dad sent me a uh, like email me a test, like a gambling addiction, like self <laughs> test. Like he really did, and I was like, no, really, dad, I'm not trying to like get rich. I just really like doing this. Uh-huh. Uh I guess I was doing it. Oh, I was going to, there was an Indian reservation um, where my friends went to college up in, near Syracuse. Mm-hmm. So I would drive up there from Baltimore to do that at age 18 because you can't, you had to be 21 to go to Atlantic City. Right. So I guess that was a red flag or something to my dad. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> I just, I, I am a fan of gambling. Uh, so I'm looking forward to doing that on this cruise. And you, Doug, are going to your race. Yeah, I'll be traveling up to Virginia, to Charlottesville to do the Thomas Jefferson 100K. 100K, nice. First time at that distance. That'll be yeah, exciting. It will be. I'm very excited. It seems like a hard distance to me. I mean, that's 50 miles is tough. Yeah. To, to keep going another 20% mm-hmm. plus is not easy. It's going to be hard. I No doubt about it. It's going to be a long day. What I like about it is that I'll be able to finish in one day, you know. Right. It, whereas with the hundred mile distance, it just seems so much longer. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if it will end up feeling more like a fifty or more like a hundred. I mean, obviously, it's right. way closer in distance to a fifty than a hundred. Mm-hmm. But I just wonder, like, I mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess, if you're in shape for it, it'll end up being more like a fifty. I could see if you were not, and it kind of turned into like a disaster. Like if after like mile thirty five, you just like kind of died and you had to start right. walking, sure. then it, I could see it feeling like a hundred because it's just so long that you're out there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping to. I don't, you know, it all really all depends on how things go, of course. But I'm hoping to be somewhere around twelve, twelve and a half hours. Mm-hmm. It starts at five, so you know, it'd be great if I could finish before the sun goes down again. Which, yeah, um, you know, I mean, mentally, if if, if you can not run through the night, you know, if you can right. be done before it right. gets dark, then I feel like that'll be a big, big boost. But but it'll be good. It'll be fun to travel to another race, and I'm driving there, so it'll be nice to. Mm-hmm. Be able to take all my stuff and, and stay in with a couple friends for a couple nights. And your wife, great. wife not coming? No, Katie is. Uh, she's not available to come. She's doing training stuff. So there you go. She can't come. <laughs> but I'm going. My actually, the the two guys that I had do a lot of running trips, David and Skyler, who I went to Colorado with last year, last summer, and have done a few big running trips with. They're gonna come out and. Support me. Cool. Hang out. Good. All right. Well, I look forward to hearing how it goes. Yeah. And I'm sure everyone else does, too. Um, last thing before we get to travel, I have a story about um, beer brewing, <laughs> yeah. which I kind of already told you. But uh, I brewed beer this weekend. I was excited to talk about it. Um, so I, I brewed beer probably 10 to 12 times, but the, the beginner way, which is with extract brewing. And right. you've done that, too, where, you, where yep. instead of starting with grains, you start with this extract that has basically the sugar and then condensed and it's like a syrup and you use that skipping basically the step of of converting the green starches into sugars right um so the next level in brewing as you know is all grain brewing and my wife this year for christmas and birthday got me an all green setup so lots of equipment um not super cheap either and it's been something that's kind of been like an intimidating thing like to do all grain brewing but i finally did it and uh, as you as you can tell, there's no beer in my house fermenting right now. Um, <laughs> it went really well, and I used my friend Billy Bross, who who was helping out with some nomad athlete stuff as well. He runs a really good site called uh, Homebrew Academy. Check that out. He he used to be it used to be called Billy Brew, and I think he closed that down, and now it's all at Homebrew Academy. Right. So anyway, if you are a homebrewer or beer person, um, check out Homebrew Academy. But anyway, he uh, I used his lessons on there, and everything went really great until the end and uh you know that i'm a fan of the office there's there's one scene where kevin malone makes this chili and it's like the intro <laughs> to an office and he talks about it and he talks about how he stays all night uh-huh, and like sweating the uh-huh. onions and then this long long process and then he uh and then he drops the chili all over the office floor yeah with this huge 10 gallon pot of it uh <laughs> that is not unlike what happened to me at the end of my brew day <laughs> i uh i set the i had some problems ran out of propane so I had to move it into the stove and carry it around this six, seven gallon batch of beer. And then, uh, long story short, uh, had it had it set up in my doorway as a as a in between because I had at this point it was dark, so I needed the light. Uh-huh. But I also needed to be outside for the cooling part of it, which involved a garden hose. It, I mean, complicated thing. I ended up shutting the door, knocking it out of the door step onto the ground. So oh my god, it was like six gallons of. Uh, double ipa worked <laughs> or i guess it was yeah i guess at that point it still worked uh-huh. um not fermented yet so yeah so it was a, a huge loss <laughs> and just and just devastating i mean, sure I mean mentally because it, it, it takes so a long time oh, right? I, mean, I mean especially the uh, all green takes a long time and the first time you do any type of brewing takes mm-hmm. a long time so i was out there from like probably 1 p.m until 7 8 p.m mm-hmm. so a good all day Plus all the preparation that went into that, learning right. about how to do this and buying stuff I needed. 
So Ugh. it was terrible. Um, but that is terrible. <laughs> Did uh, so you invited me and I think a few other people. Was anybody here when when? No, no, I, they came, but like they uh, they had to head out at I don't know, yeah, five yeah. or something. Uh-huh. So just me at the end, oh, and that was. I mean, uh... it was the, it was the end of a series. Things started to kind of go downhill once the propane ran ran yeah. out. So it wasn't. It wasn't like this perfect day that ended in this accidentally me knocking the kettle over, uh, but <laughs> but it, you know it was it wasn't too far from that. So that's devastating. Anyway, I thought people would like enjoy hearing about um, my follies Your as a brewer. Ups, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I will do that. We'll do it again after the cruise and get it right, and uh, should be good. Yeah, and I'll, I'll I'll try to come out this time and good. Make sure you don't. That's right. You could have made the difference. Yeah, uh, but you didn't. <laughs> okay, so let's get to the uh, to the topic today. Right. Actual useful information for people. Uh, so what we're going to talk about is traveling as a vegan. And this was inspired by a blog post we wrote a while ago. We're not really going to go read those off or anything, but if you do want to read those, it was, uh, I think it's called 25 uh, Vegetarian Travel Tips or something. I think I wrote it when I was, no, I was already vegan, but I still called it just vegetarian. Yep. Got a bunch of people to write, contribute things. Um, I forget who even, but Scott Jurek, any, what other big names are on there? Leo, Babalta, Courtney. Hey, we mentioned Leo. There, that's good. Brendan Brazier. Jenna. Jenna from Choosing Raw. Rich Roll. That's a great list. It is a good list. Robert, Robert Cheek. Yeah, so good good people. Um, so you can check that out if you want. We can put the put the link. What's the what's the URL? It is nomadathlete.com slash vegetarian dash travel dash tips. Good. So that, though, was for me before the book tour. That was a good... Uh, year or two before i wrote the book and went on the book tour and i feel like my whole approach to travel uh really changed or evolved as a result of going on that uh it just taught me a lot about how to do it so you could read that if you wanted it's not exactly the way that i do things now but um i don't know i mean i don't i don't think i have a whole lot of tips like tips that's a good place to find tips for me it's it's kind of more just a, a uh, change in mindset like as as i have gotten as i've eaten this way for longer mm-hmm. it's my my way of eating has become simpler so like i certainly still prepare dinners and and cook from recipes and all that but i've i've i guess i've gotten past the uh the need to have like a recipe or a quote-unquote you know, meal like a traditional meal so like for lunch if while i'm traveling lunch is a big handful of nuts and three bananas and who knows what a juice or a water i mean that to me works totally fine as a traveling lunch mm-hmm. uh, so that that's really like the big shift for me was that it just like i got okay with going to whole foods buying a head of romaine lettuce and eating that along with some fruit and some nuts and whatever and like that being my lunch but i understand most people like don't really want to eat that way and mm-hmm. i think that's why when people talk about it being hard or inconvenient not just to travel but to but to live and eat this way it's because if you're trying to fit this type of lifestyle into the the more traditional way that people are used to eating, right? That's that's what's hard, and and that's what I think most of the travel tips type of workarounds generally address. And, and there are pl- plenty of good ones like that, like go to happycow.net, which plenty of people do, right? Uh, to find restaurants, go to I, if you can find a Whole Foods and you're traveling, you have you have no problem at all. I mean, it's, you can get prepared food there. Right. You can get the stuff that I just talked about there. You can get stuff that like you can go home and microwave if you have a microwave in your hotel. Like uh, that company I've been writing about recently, I forget. I think it's Maggie's Vegan Cuisine. 
these tubs of frozen stuff. They have three to four meals in them. They're super healthy. They're oil-free, low-sodium, uh, gluten-free, and they're like these curry dishes or soups or and really good things that for 12 bucks you can get feed three people probably with it. Wow. So that kind of stuff is all over now. It's gotten so much easier if you have anything like that nearby, a Whole Foods type of store. Right. Definitely. So I've got more to say, but I'm, I'm curious to hear what, what, what are you like? What are your main things? As far as tips come? Yeah. Like what's your, I mean, or, or approach just general. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it, there's, well, there's really, there's two different approaches. It depends on if I'm driving somewhere or if I'm flying somewhere uh, and how long I'll be gone. But yeah, if you can find a Whole Foods or any sort of, any sort of grocery store that has a big prepared food section or even salad bar, um, you know, that just makes things so much easier. You can get two meals of prepared foods and leave it in the car if you have a cooler, uh, that type of thing. But but I also, I agree, I always travel with some sort of uh, bar, some sort of energy bar or meal bar. Um, recently, I ordered a bunch of the Bearded Brothers bars, mm-hmm. which are good and tasty uh, and vegan. Um, you know, if you have a bar or trail mix, big thing of I'll bulk a setup. Even if I'm flying, I'll go ahead and go to Whole Foods or, or wherever and get a bunch of bulk uh, trail mix and bring a few bags of that with me to, to snack on at, at the airport on the plane when I get there just to have the snack for breakfast. If, if you know, if you're in a hotel and the continental breakfast doesn't really have anything vegan to just have some a few handfuls of nuts uh, and trail mix is, is great. And then fruit, you know, just so snacking, just have as many snacks as you can available to you throughout the day because you never really know if you're going to be able to get a full meal and um you know so to, to be able to, to fill up on snacks or to have that as a backup is is a generally my approach although you know unlike you i definitely think i i follow more of the three meals a day mm-hmm. philosophy just in general uh and at home and while traveling mm-hmm. i like having a, a real breakfast lunch and dinner right um yeah i mean i find that because of what you said, I mean, I end up, I think, eating maybe healthier when I'm on the road sometimes than than whenever. Uh, like, I wrote a post about this called, I think it was called exactly that, How I've Eaten Healthier Than Ever While Driving Across the Country. And uh, I, I just, I, I feel like to me when I'm eating my healthiest, it's when I'm eating that way. When it's mostly fruits, raw vegetables, nuts and seeds. Like, when that mm-hmm. is the bulk of my diet. Uh, beans certainly play a part in there and those are a little bit harder to get but if you can if you can do whole foods and this was one of the big things for me kind of the cornerstones of the way i ate on the book tour was get the whole food salad bar if i was ever in sight of a whole foods because i was you know this doesn't like go to one place and stay there i was going someplace and then that night go on to the next place so if i could go by a whole foods i would get try to get two meals worth of giant salad Mm -hmm. uh with beans on it always so that's what's very good the beans and then some sort of dressing, oil-free dressing or whatever. They actually sell containers of oil-free dressing at Whole Foods now that I really like. Hmm. Um, but, like, if I'm eating, like, that and fruits and, like, skipping the hotel continental breakfast but just getting – having my own stuff, trail mix or fruit, I feel like I'm eating healthier than I do at home in many ways. I mean, I'm missing the smoothie then and some right. of the stuff that comes with that. But uh, I don't know. To me, that's about as good as it gets when it's when it's a diet that is rich in raw fruits and vegetables. Sure has some beans, maybe grains here and there, but, but not, you know, not a reliance on grains to me. That's, that's as good as it gets. So I did that. And then my other one on the road, uh, especially on the book tour. And sometimes since then 
was Chipotle, which is mm. sort of I've become uh I guess I guess less uh I don't know. Not not quite so sure that that is a super healthy meal. <laughs> like I mean, really like back then if I was getting a bean burrito, brown rice, um I would generally not put guacamole in it, but sometimes, you know, I thought that's a pretty good healthy meal, and it's not. I don't think it's super high in fat. Um, but I, nowadays, I think that's kind of high in sodium. So I, I mean, I would put all kinds of vegetables. The on tortilla here. I hear is incredibly high in sodium. So if you can get really? the bowl instead of the tortilla, okay, that's then good. that's a great way to cut down on the sodium. I did not know that, but like, yeah, mm-hmm. even the salsas and things like that, like they're they're yeah, salty I'm and sure. and good for sure. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's I'm sort of become a little bit more sensitive, not not physically sensitive to sodium, but paid more attention to sodium and right. foods and things like that yeah ever since i've done uh dr Furman's stuff he's, he's kind of very much anti mm-hmm. added salt but but chipotle and you know, if i'm in the car if i'm doing a road trip and we don't know where to stop you know you're passing all these mcdonald's and burger kings and things we definitely search for chipotles and whole foods and a lot of people don't think of a whole foods as a fast food place but you know, it you can just, is. Yeah. it completely is. Absolutely. Especially now if it's a new Whole Foods, they, ha- they literally have, you know, like burrito bars and, yeah. and, and pizza places and everything. Um, and so we'll do that and, you know, and search for that. So then it, you might have to drive an extra 30 miles or whatever to get to a, a Whole Foods, but then you're, you're eating a lot better than like a Subway or something like that. Yeah. And Subway used to be like our our go to place, but then I just I don't know I got so tired of Subway. Yeah, <laughs> just, just, I mean especially when it's the same sub all the time. Yeah. yeah, and the vegetables aren't that good, so I'm not a huge fan of Subway anymore. No. Um. The, the last time I was with, the last time I ate at Subway, I was with you on the book tour. It was like we couldn't find any food. It was ten o'clock at night. We were with oh, Matt or Signo. Yeah. And that Subway was absolutely terrible. And uh, that was the last time. I that was like a subway in a gas station. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Those are the worst. So I've always said that subways have the most, uh, like, variance or deviation. Like they, you know, how most fast food places have mm-hmm. strict rules, and that's kind of what made like McDonald's is studied in in business things for right. the way they invented basically the experience this idea. Is all equal. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Subway less than any other fast food restaurant has has equality among all the restaurants. <laughs> like there's you can get a good subway or a horrendous subway yeah and it, yeah. it seems like even the quality of ingredients is so different at them but definitely employees you can get some terrible subway sandwich artists who are who are bad and yeah. some are good so we should we mention that this podcast was brought to you by subway <laughs> <laughs> yeah we should let's go ahead and run that one okay <laughs> just um, kidding so let's see. We got Subway, Chipotle, Whole Foods. Uh, I mean, most of the time, though, if we're just driving, because I have two kids, mm-hmm. if we are driving back to Maryland, which is about a nine-hour drive, but we've we've done it a lot. The kids are good with it because they've done it their whole life, basically, and we can do that pretty easily in a, in a day. It's, it's just not it's not that high stress of a thing. But to prepare for that, we bring sandwiches pre-made, right. uh, almond butter sandwiches and hummus sandwiches mm-hmm. on Ezekiel bread, and we always have trail mix, always have fruit. Usually we'll stop at Starbucks and get coffees, but like nothing else. But we don't need to stop to mm-hmm. eat food, and we've made it that way so that we don't have to stop to eat food because then it becomes a ten-hour trip, and it just sure you know that's that any hour you add on after eight becomes a terrible hour basically. Mm-hmm. You know, it just starts to go downhill. So a lot of preparation, but it's not. I mean, we are very prepared, but it doesn't take that much time to get right. that. It's just making a couple sandwiches. If you want to make energy bars, we've done that too. Mm-hmm. You could also bring bars. We've brought lar bars and things like that on those before. 
Um, yeah, we, I mean, we do something very similar. We'll, we'll make the sandwiches. We'll cut up some apples and bring some almond butter or hummus to dip it in and um, that type of thing. Uh, Katie and I were going on like a three-hour trip the other day. We definitely didn't need to stop for food. And <laughs> and I came up with my bags, and Katie's like preparing all these meals. <laughs> and she's like, well, we're going on a road trip. I'm like, yeah, but we're only going. <laughs> we'll be there before lunch. <laughs> um, you know, but that, that makes just a world of a difference. Because for me, anyway... When I'm traveling, flying or driving, it totally messes up my my rhythm, my my stomach, and and everything. And if if I'm eating a bunch of fast food or, or food that I'm not used to, then it, it'll screw everything up. So having sandwiches that are pre-made just makes that a lot easier for my digestive system and and just how I feel in general. You know, I think that's even more important to me with an airport because it's so hard to get good airport yeah like that's that's when i eat the worst i mentioned that i sometimes eat healthier while i'm traveling then otherwise the airport is the exception to that like Mm -hmm. at the airport there's almost nothing good to eat i mean you can you can find it but it's even when you find a good lunch it's like you get a salad from one location and then the other location you find i don't know last time i think i got chinese food somewhere and told them not not put any oil and stuff on it and just i'm so you can make stuff happen but it's that's the hardest part is at an airport so i would i would bring a sandwich on the airplane or whatever because you can't really get food on airplanes yeah. very easily now mm-hmm. um, I also also every time I see a there's that smoothie place that isn't very good with smoothies like the smoothies aren't that nutrient dense but you see it at a lot of airports so I'm blanking on the name of it um, I don't know yeah uh, well, anyway, when I see one of those, I almost Java always... Juice? Java juice. yeah. <laughs> I almost always get something, because you can kind of pick what ingredients go in there. Right. Uh, just to just to yeah, have it, you know, right. something fresh, semi-fresh, frozen, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I end up drinking a lot of juices on things like that, like those, uh, the ones that they have at Starbucks. The Evolution ones are good. I mean, they're, they're just cold-pressed juice, and they, hmm. they're super expensive. They're like 6 or $7 for one bottle of it. I'm pretty sure it's are they pre-bottled? I'm pretty sure Evolution is the name of it. Yes. Okay. Pre-bottled. Uh, I forget where they're even made. But if they don't have that, then the other one, um, those square bottles, you know, those juices. Yeah. Uh, it's not Oddwalla, but it's the other one. Yeah. Naked, maybe? Naked, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I'll end up drinking more of those. I don't think those are health food by any means. No. But uh, I often get that at an airport, like just to have something that's sort of filling and not the worst possible thing i could eat right but you know it's do what you can yeah um and then other than that like i mean when you're actually in a city it's really easy if you have any sort of social media access i i mean just ask people on there that works really well like if you're on twitter mm-hmm. more than facebook because facebook is kind of local and it's like your high school friends but uh i that's what i do just ask people on twitter like what's the best restaurant in yeah, but not everybody has the following that you have on not on everybody twitter. does no um. <laughs> but but if people have any following on Twitter, it probably is a decent sampling of the country. You know, it's not it's not just all in one place like Facebook. Right. But so that that works. Um Happy Cow, which we mentioned, happycow.net, I think they have an app out now. And there are starting to become more and more sites like this and competitors, but I just don't really know them. Happy Cow has always worked well enough. Veg News has the whole list of places. Okay. And I've also just Googled it. Like yeah. when I was in New York last time. I think I just typed in vegan restaurants near my location mm-hmm. and I ended up finding this great, I was in Koreatown and I didn't even know there was a famous Korean vegetarian restaurant or vegan restaurant, but I, there was like a block away from me hmm. was this great vegan Korean place Cool. where I went and like took off my shoes and ate and it was this wonderful, good meal and just Google maps. 
There you go. So it's becoming easier. I think I think even 10 years ago, this would have been a much, much harder thing right. to do. But uh, well, And there's just so much more variety now than, than – I mean, restaurants in general are adapting, yeah. better at adapting sure. and offering vegetarian options. Um, yeah. But, I mean, that to me, that's one of the best parts of traveling is getting to go sure. eat in a different vegan restaurant or, like, not even a vegan restaurant, but just an ethnic restaurant that has some vegan options, yeah, so which what, a lot of them do. I mean, that's kind of what, what we like to do if we're in a smaller, smaller city or smaller town that doesn't necessarily have a vegan restaurant. What are some of the ethnic foods – restaurant type of restaurants that you generally like to look for i mean definitely thai food for sure yeah but i feel like that's almost like it's a cliche almost I, like i almost skip that because it's like ah it's always thai food so <laughs> find something else uh ethiopian of course is really uh-huh. great um i mean I, you, i've had some success with mexican restaurants you have to be careful with beans and lard and right. even lard and tortillas as well uh so that's that's not 100 percent hit but uh, those are the main ones. Indian, of course, is Indian, good. But yeah. I feel like Indian is another one where, like, I just I eat that at home all the time. Mm-hmm. That when I'm at when I'm out trying to do something different and special, then I will generally not do Indian. But those are those are my big ones. I'm not all that well versed in in ethnic cuisine. I mean, I cook a lot of those types of foods that I want, the ones I mentioned here. But like, I don't know. There's a Himalayan restaurant in Asheville, and I've been to that. But like, I don't I don't know what Himalayan food is or mm-hmm. or. Even like Greek food, I don't really have very much. Yeah, but now I think that's a fairly vegan friendly one. If you get rid of the yogurt the and the feta cheese, yeah. Mm-hmm. This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by the Spring Nomad Athlete Roadmaps Sale. There are enough reasons not to do something big and exciting. Don't let the lack of a guide be one of them. From now until next Tuesday, March seventeenth, the five k, half marathon, marathon, and triathlon roadmaps are 50% off for NMA radio listeners. Each roadmap is designed to start from where you are now and give you all the tools and knowledge you need to cross the finish line of your dream race. Thousands of vegetarian, vegan, and veg-curious runners of all levels have already used the Nomad Athlete Roadmap System. See for yourself what they have to say by visiting nomadathlete.com resources and picking the roadmap that fits your goals. To get 50% off your purchase, just use promo code RADIO50 at checkout. All right, back to the show. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you have any more any more quick trips or philosophy about travel? I mean, I really don't. Like, we, I don't know. I just, we, if we're going home to Maryland, we'll bring the blender. If, we, if we're going to a hotel for an extended period, I'll bring a blender oh, really? so that I can do that. The so, yeah. Or the blend Yeah. Oh man, I bet your neighbors love that. <laughs> I know, <laughs> like, of what is going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. It's, I feel just like it's not. It's just not that hard. Like people want to know that a lot of things about being vegan. How do you be vegan and do this? Go out to eat. Do I, and you just get used to it, which isn't like super helpful information. I understand, <laughs> um, but I don't know. And honestly, I think I think the best thing you can do for making it is is release the need to have the traditional meal even if not for your whole life like understand you're not going to die because you didn't sit down to eat breakfast this morning right like if you just ate five pieces of fruit i mean okay maybe your body will be a little bit different for some reason but it it doesn't it's calories and and they're good mm-hmm, for you and like mm-hmm. that's i don't know we can we can eat a lot of different things especially if they're whole foods and it doesn't have to be a balanced meal, and you're not going to run out of protein because you have only fruit one meal. I mean, the fruitarian community eats only fruit anyway. That's all they eat. So, 
I, you know, it's, I think, especially for short periods of time, you can just release any sort of preconceived notions of what a meal needs to be. And like, if you can get full and be comfortable, then you're going to be fine. Sounds great. I have no better advice than that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what are we at? Half an hour or something? I have no idea. Okay. Well, this has been long enough. <laughs> <laughs> just long enough, not too long. I don't want to add fluff just because it's not been long enough. That's right. Um, okay. So so while this, I believe this will air while I'm on the cruise, yeah. right? So, well, I'm, so the vegan cruise has all vegan food, right? It has all vegan food, but I think if you are an omnivore, they have an omnivore option. Oh, okay. But I think that might even be in a separate dining room. But the you default. Like ostracized, yeah. <laughs> you <Okay. can't. laughs> it's like all these <laughs> husbands. That... <laughs> yeah, it probably is. Drag it yeah. along. Uh, but they have even, I think there's an oil-free vegan option or a full vegan option. Mm-hmm. I think we had to choose that in advance. I'm not sure. I did not choose oil-free. I said, we're going on a cruise. I want to eat good food the chef is someone who's apparently sort of renowned i don't know who it is mm-hmm. so obviously not that renowned but uh and, and then you guys will would you get off at different ports and stuff yeah there are i think i don't know five stops or something what do you know where they are mm, not really jamaica cozumel mexico uh-huh much other islands oh man i bet you'll be eating such good fruit down there yeah i feel like i'd be scared to eat fruit off of a port I'd anything, be worried about anything you can peel is good um, Why? Because all the pesticides and stuff is on the, uh, on the But scale. what about, like, but isn't the same water that, that causes all the diarrhea and all, isn't that the same water used to make the fruits? Oh, no, in general, that's not a problem. As long you as know? you can, if you're eating the skin, as long as you can wash it, wash it in clean water. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm scared to do that. <laughs> okay, that's but fine. You know I, I was wondering about cruises, if they, like a place like this, where people are valuing salads and greens and raw vegetables yeah that on a seven day cruise like this how do they keep the vegetables fresh or do they refill at each port i have no idea but they might refill at each port i don't know i was wondering that yeah so who knows we will find out i mean think about all the fruit that you eat that was made in mexico and that's using (laughs) that's using (laughs) that's using the water that (laughs) i only eat local fruit that was made within 35 months. That is a home. complete lie. <laughs> <laughs> Your fruitarian diet yeah, of that's all a, bananas that's did not come from the United States. That's true. States. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah. Mm. No, th- you, should not, you should not be afraid of the fruit. The fruit is going to be absolutely <laughs> phenomenal down there. You need to embrace it. Okay. No, that's Just, a good idea. I'll do that. I'll go to markets and things like that. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, that's something I am not good at is uh, getting off of a cruise ship and then finding good things to do that aren't super touristy right like the last place i went on we yeah. stayed on the boat for the last or maybe the last two stops mm-hmm. and it was so nice because everyone got off and we were on the top deck almost almost alone yeah um but i like that's i really like vacations where you get to kind of go immerse in the culture you know and like sure. off the beaten path type stuff mm-hmm. and and the cruise does not take you to those places i mean it takes you to these spots where right and because the cruise goes there then those places turn into spots that are mm-hmm. not that at mm-hmm. all yeah, I've, so I don't really know where to go, but I was thinking if I could find like a market at least, that'd yeah, be good. And, yeah. and now fruit would give me something to buy there, assuming that I won't get sick from it. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've never been on a cruise, but I lived when I studied abroad in, in Chile. I lived in a um, a town that or a city that a cruise came into, mm. and um, that strip where the cruise would come was never a place that. I mean, I probably went there twice out of the whole year that I lived there, just because it was just <laughs> filled with 
junk that was designed for the cruise ships and right. not you know just nothing of interest down there other than these little stalls and things that right were way overpriced so you could get the same stuff at the regular market <laughs> um you know, yeah yeah in, in town uh so I don't, I've, I, I, yeah, I don't know. But if you can get off that main strip, if you can find a market <laughs> right. that's off of that main strip, then I'm sure you'll find something good. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I, like, I like that kind of vacation where you do the culture thing. But I also really like, I, I like going on a cruise and just embracing like I'm not. I'm, this is right. not what this is about, right? This yeah, is going on a cruise yeah. and just having everything given to me, uh-huh. and <laughs> I don't have to think about anything. I just can be on vacation. Yeah. That and that's a different kind of vacation. That, that's kind of what I. That's why when I go on a cruise, I don't get that excited about the getting off the boat because mm-hmm. it's like i don't care about the part it's not about the the countries you're going to it's about yeah relaxing for a week right yeah so eating too much and, and... and this this cruise is different from that because this this is not just a cruise where you go on it and they have like the bingo and that's kind of all you really do on board <laughs> uh it i mean the whole thing is is classes and cooking lessons and hmm. yoga and all this stuff um i don't think i'm gonna go to any i don't want to hear any talks on a cruise i just want to like relax you know yeah so maybe some cooking classes, maybe some yoga. Definitely yoga type things. I don't really do yoga, but you should if try it's it. available on a cruise, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna absolutely. Do it. Yeah. And and running a fifty k. Yeah, right. That's, that's <laughs> a, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I'll do that the same. You you run on March fourteenth or twenty first. Uh, fourteenth Saturday. Okay. The, the 14th. So right when we're getting on board, you'll be you'll be you'll be a mile fifty ish. So you should just head straight to the gym. <laughs> That's what I do. At least, you know. I'll skip that happy like, hour thing that they're doing where you just yeah, unlimited drinking. Just head straight to the gym and just run that last, at least 10 miles with me. Come on, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That sounds That's good. the least you could do. Okay. I won't drink and gamble or anything that night. Perfect. I'll just do that instead. <laughs> All right. Well, before this goes off the rails, let's wrap it up. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, even while I'm, while I'm there, we're going to keep pumping these episodes out. We're doing a bunch now. Yep. Still one a week. Mm-hmm. This one and then another. So basically, the podcast will not be interrupted the way snow interrupted us. Snow, that snow, snow did. killed us it twice. Did. It did. That's the explanation for these less frequent episodes recently. Yeah. Anyway, okay, we're done. Thank you for listening. We'll have a good trip. See you all soon. All right. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>